We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I don't know. I haven't processed this yet. As uh, Am I allowed to quote Moneyball? If you're just tuning in, you've missed a lot. That's how it feels. <laughs> I know I sent that to you as you yeah. got, got done with your game, but I mean, it's true. Like If you tuned out of out of social media, if you turn, tuned out of baseball for a night, you've missed a lot. <laughs> like, it was the trade deadline, it was, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. it. It was, it's an incredible, and it's probably still going to happen. I, I, I feel, like, feel like I have to forewarn everybody. We're, we're speaking at 8.30 at night. There are still negotiations going on. Like, Max Scherzer hasn't signed at the beginning of this podcast yet. He could have signed at the end of this podcast. He could have signed this morning, if you're listening to it Monday morning, I, I don't I don't know, but it's been an absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy day uh, in the baseball world, and I don't know really where to um, where to start. I, well, I know where to start, but Nate, let's just I mean from a from a baseball world standpoint, how exciting was today? Like it was it was a good day of baseball, huh? Yes. There's a little bit that's exciting about it, but there's a little bit of reality check also. you got to understand, like, the reason why all these moves are happening is because the lockout is most likely upon us, and these guys want to have uh, their contracts done before the lockout happens. So, yes, you're super excited about all the moves. Yes, you're super excited to see uh, baseball be in the news, but you're also kind of a little bit worried about the next couple of days and what could happen with uh, a potential lockout. Oh, 100%. Like, enjoy what we're seeing now because it's it's going to be tough. It really is. I mean, it's uh, – I don't I, – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't think we can sugarcoat it. It's going to suck. It really, really is going to suck for the uh, – and, and if you're you're listening to this and saying, man, what's going to happen with the podcast, we're going to continue to go on. I, I we're, we're planning about getting on a whole bunch of, of guests talking about everything baseball. I, I'm just excited. Honestly, the lockout's going to suck. It really is because that's – 
that's imminent. That's going to happen, and, and it's an unfortunate thing. But but don't tune out of, of talking Halos, guys. Just keep hanging with us. We're going to have on a whole bunch of guests. The the news might not be there, but we're going to talk. We're going to talk a lot of baseball. We're going to talk. We're just going to talk a lot about a lot of things. We're going to have players come on. We're going to have writers come on. We're going to have uh, front office come on. We're going to have you know anybody that's baseball is going to is going to be on here. And I think we're going to try to do it every single day. So if you guys want to join us, you know, go shoot us a message on on um, on talking Halos. On, on Twitter at Talking Halos, you can shoot myself a message at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter, and you can shoot Nate a message at Nate Green thirty four. Don't forget to follow us on any of those places. Leave us a review on Apple or wherever you're listening to this, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. So, Nate, let's get on to the big Angels news. That is the Angels signed starting pitcher slash reliever slash utility man. I don't know what he's going to be. We can talk about that in a second. Michael Lorenzen to a one year, seven million dollar deal. Let's get the initial thoughts here, Nate. How are we feeling about this? Well, it's pitcher. Um, I think Joe Madden's going to be really, really thrilled with him, uh, just knowing the way that Joe loves to to use about 100 different lineups and make sure that everyone on his 26-man roster um, is used. So I think that you could see him pinch run late in games. I think you could see him as a defensive replacement, uh, especially in games that Otani pitches where Otani could hit um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they use him because, um, the way the Reds used him over the, the past couple of years is basically what I, what I see the angels doing, except I see the angels giving him every opportunity to start. I think Michael Lorenzen was pretty adamant about that going into negotiations this off season saying, I want a chance to start. I, I, I started in the minor leagues. I want a chance and I want to go somewhere where they're going to give me a chance. And I, I, I think the Angels are going to do that. I think they're going to give him every opportunity to start. And if he succeeds, then great. And if he doesn't, well, he'll turn into a middle relief guy for us and, you know, a $7 million middle reliever. So um, excited, um, but also a little, I guess, cautiously optimistic, right? That's your word. i got to use it. So I think that's that's the way we're going to go with this one. Cautiously optimistic. I never thought that you would say that, but I love it. I love the versatility. Like I am, I don't want. I don't know if I can compare it to to this, but Michael Lorenzen might be like the pitching equivalent to to like David Fletcher, Ben Zobris in a sense. Because I don't know how Joe Madden's going to use him, and it's going to be a super interesting, interesting you know plot going into spring training, whenever that is, going into the regular season, whenever that is, of of how Michael Lorenzen gets used, and it worries me though because we talk about this all the time, Nate. You know, when you have question marks going into the season, that that's not a good thing. And when you have question marks about Shohei Otani, which I feel like we always have question marks about Shohei Otani and what his ability is, and now you bring in another guy that's very similar to Shohei Otani. Michael Lorenzen is not Shohei Otani. Do not quote me on that. That's not it. But Michael Lorenzen throws really hard. He hits the ball really far, and you know he he's going to be a lot of fun. He's absolutely yoked, jacked. By the way, like this Angels rotation the biggest rotation in baseball. It's really cool to see that between Lorenzen, Thor, and Otani. Like, that's a scary little bit of rotation. You're not charging the mound on those guys. But, but yeah, you know, I'm, um, I, I, I'd hate to say it. I'm going to steal your word. I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic about Lorenzen. I know that's not a fair, you know, thing to say, but, like, he could, I, I'm excited to see what he can do as a starter because 
it's a mindset thing, Nate. We've been there. It's like, just give me a chance and let me show you what you can do. Actually, funny that we mentioned this. I did this all the time in interviews over the past like three months. I was like, I know I'm not, I know I'm not qualified for, for this position, but give me a chance and let me show you what I can do. Finally, it, it worked out and you know, it's working out good. But, but yeah, you know, it's, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what Lorenzen can do. I, I, I'm intrigued to see how they use him. Cause this is a, this is the most Joe Madden signing that you can do. It's it's David Fletcher, it's Ben Zobris, it's Shohei Otani. It's it's the weird stuff that Joe Joe Madden loves to do. And I know that that you watched it a lot in in Chicago, uh, and you know it's it's we're watching it a lot now. I know Madden loves to see what happens in the thirteenth inning with um, Griffin Canning pinch running or or somebody like that. And I think with this, we're going to see that even more. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be he's going to love when Otani starts because those days where he's able to let him hit and there's going to be no DH, he's going to be like, "Oh, don't worry. I'm going to let the Renson play the outfield or I'm going to let the Renson pinch run or pinch hit late when I when Otani goes five innings scoreless and then uh, take him out because of, you know, they're cautious with him or whatever." And, Lorenzo's going to pinch it about the eighth inning. It's just going to be one of those things where it's like, all right, where are we going to use him next? Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. Like, it's a it's a cool storyline to say the least. And the fact that he Fullerton High School, uh, you know, what five miles north of Angel Stadium, Cal State Fullerton, where he was a center fielder and and closer there for the Titans. It's um it's a cool story, regardless. And and I mean, if you haven't seen it. It's it's sad. It, it is a very sad story. But go look up Michael Lorenzen on YouTube. Uh, watch the home run that he hit. That's that's a that's an amazing story. Uh, unfortunately, his dad passed away, and his first game back, Lorenzen goes yaya to dead center field off of off of somebody. I feel like that was pretty good too. Like up there, Chuck and I don't want to say it was Roldis Chapman or anything like that, but it was it was somebody really good, and it was it was a cool story to see that. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting story to say the least uh, coming down here in the next couple weeks. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic to go back to it. So Nate, this you know starts it off you know with the questions here: uh, bullpen or is he your starter? I know we kind of talked about this already, but let's get a for sure answer down. I think they're going to give him every opportunity to start. I, I see him as the penciled in four or five guy until he proves that he can no longer start. And I know I gave you this comparison off the air and you're going to hate me for it, but Trevor Cahill, that was kind of the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, the angels kind of thought the same thing with Cahill. Like, Hey, we're going to give him an opportunity to start. If he, if he's really good, great. Awesome signing for cheap. And if he's not, well, he's going to be really good for us out of the bullpen. And I think that's kind of what the angels are, are saying here. Well, I'm not gonna hate you. Everybody's gonna hate you. Just gonna let you know. Like I, I don't, I don't hate you for that. I, I like. I thought Trevor Cahill was fine in 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 San Francisco. Like I like the I like the signing. It's just something with the with the water Trevor in Anaheim. Cahill, it's different. I I get it. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's another one year deal, by the way. So uh, l- let's talk about what's next for the Angels moving forward. Here, you look at the rotation as of right now. If you put Lorenzen in the rotation, it's something along the lines of. Otani, Cindergaard, Sandoval, um, Lorenzen, like I just mentioned, and I think you got to put in Suarez in that sixth spot. I don't know what you do, Alex Cobb. I don't know if there's room for him at the moment. I don't know what what the deal is, but you know, you, you, it looks like at the moment you got five starting pitchers. 
I know a lot of pitchers came off the came off the table today, and and um and is probably going to come off the table as you guys are listening to this um, on Monday, but it's it's interesting. The Angels' rotation is I don't even want to call it cautiously optimistic at this point. It's it is a cautious mess in a sense. You don't know. Otani was a good, very good pitcher last year. Very, very good pitcher. It's I don't know what Otani is going to be like. It's 130 to maybe 150 innings from him. Cindergaard's on a pitch limit. Uh, Sandoval's coming off an injury. We don't know where Sandoval's going to be. Do you put Detmers in the mix? That's a question mark, though. I think that if Detmers is in the rotation, that's that's at least a plus because you're getting him some major league experience. Bachman's got to be in the mix. I think he gets every opportunity to start in spring training. And uh, Suarez, I think, earned a spot. So I, I, let's talk about what's next for this rotation or for the Angels in general. Yeah, I, I think they definitely are going to go out and look to get another starting pitcher. I think um, all the reports say that Robbie Ray has not met with the Angels, and I know the Angels are one of the top teams in Robbie Ray's mix right now, especially since the Blue Jays got Gosman. I think they're going to move off Robbie Ray. Um, you know, the Giants could pivot and go towards Robbie Ray. The Dodgers could pivot and go towards Robbie Ray if they lose out on this Max Scherzer thing. Um, so I think Robbie Ray is the next guy that people are going to be like super, super, um, interested in following him 24 seven, kind of like Kevin Gosman for the past, you know, four or five days where it's been like, uh, a lot of Angel fans, a lot of Blue Jay fans, a lot of Giants fans, they're all like, what, what's Kevin Gosman doing? Is he eating right now? Is he on the phone? Who's he on the phone with? What team? What is he doing? Is he, you know, They wanted to know what time he woke up this morning. It, it felt like they wanted to know everything about Kevin Gosman's life, and I feel like that's what um, Angel fans and whoever misses out on uh, Scherzer, like possibly the Dodgers, possibly the Giants, uh, a couple other teams could be. Um, wondering the same thing about Robbie Ray here in the next day and a half. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I the Robbie Ray worries me just like the Gosman worried me. You have one good year of something though. I wanted, I really wanted Robbie Ray. I wanted the Angels to trade for Robbie Ray when he was on the Diamondbacks, and I think he got DFA'd um, with the Diamondbacks. So that that's in the back of my head is always a worry. Whatever the Blue Jays did, tip the cap to them because that's uh, that's special. And then yeah, you know I'm. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm all for. I, I think the Angels aren't done in the rotation. You can't be done if you think you're going to be. You're putting out a winner next year. You, you you really you can't be done. You need you need another pitcher. Whether that's Stroman, whether that's I know Rodon's in that same mix. Whether it's Rodon, whether it's it's Robbie Ray, whether it's somebody we're going to talk about in in the next upcoming minutes. You know, I, I just don't know. You know, I I'd love to see the Angels go get a shortstop though. That's that's. That is for me what I think is is got to be up there is you need to build around a shortstop as well, whether that's Story, whether that's Seager, whether that's Correa, I, I think it just makes too much sense that they're going to go out there and get a shortstop. I know we mentioned it a lot of a lot of times in the past, but you know it just it just makes too much sense to me. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. I think shortstop's going to be something they're they're going to be really looking forward to. Um, first shortstop off the off the board today or yesterday i guess when since this is monday but yeah first shortstop off the board and uh interesting a little a little bit about how much money and i don't know if that makes things worse or, or better for the angels that uh one less team needing a shortstop is off there but they're also going to be able be able to compare contracts so yeah i think robbie ray Corey seager i think those are the next two moves and 
it's one of those things where if they miss on Robbie Ray, I, I think they sh- they shift towards you know Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, uh, possibly a Trevor Story, something like that. But I think the first thing order of business is going to be Robbie Ray, and then they're going to go from there. Yeah, no, I am in agreement with you there. I think I think if uh, it would be crazy if they just went out there and went Robbie Ray, Marcus Stroman type of thing. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. Except in the back of my head, I want Stroman. I, I I worry about it. I know we've talked about this, and I've been you know conflicting on this. I love I love Stroman. I love everything about it. I think that'd be super cool if the Angels got him. Uh, that's just me though. I know a lot of fans want that too, and I I want to see the fans happy as well. So. Yeah, on to, I guess, a little bit more Angels news in a sense. Linked to Luis Castillo, who I know you have always wanted. I know that's, you know, a Herman Marquez thing too. But, you know, the Angels have had preliminary talks with the Reds about Luis Castillo. It's going to cost a lot, guys. Don't, you know, don't don't t- say I didn't tell you so. But if the Angels go out and do this, it's going to cost a lot. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost an arm and a leg, but... I guess if that's what it costs to get pitching and, and maybe go and extend Luis Castillo and make him your dude from now on, it's it's not a it's not a horrible thing if if you look at it. So Nate, Luis Castillo, I know you asked me about what a Luis Castillo trade looks like. I'm sure you have something in the works of what you think Luis Castillo's trade looks like, but let's talk about it a little bit more in depth. What do you think? Do, do you think Luis Castillo is a good fit in Anaheim? Do I think he's a good fit? Absolutely. I mean, he's a top-of-the-rotation guy. He, he's been really good for the Reds. Even in his down year, it was, you know, this was probably his worst year that, that he's had in, in three or four years with the Reds. But um, it was really just one month that was bad. If you look at his numbers after the first month and a half of the season, he was one of the top pitchers in the National League. Um, do I think that this report is a joke? A little bit. Um, I think that this was this report was thrown out by somebody to try and entice another pitcher to come to Anaheim. I don't know if it's Scherzer. I don't know if it's Robbie Ray. I don't know if something like that. But I think that this report was thrown out there to try and get another free agent pitcher. Because knowing that the Reds came out a week and a half ago and said, you can call, but we're not going to talk about Luis Castillo. Like, Nobody's going to be able to meet our demands. Our demands are going to be astronomically large. Um, we're going to be looking for three-plus top 100 prospects, and it's just not going to be worth it for anybody. So I, I think that this report is really out there just to entice maybe a, a Max Scherzer, like, hey, you know, you come here, we'll do whatever it takes. Like, we, we've talked to, to the Reds about Luis Castillo or, you know, Gosman or whoever it was that, that they were really trying to woo – I think that that's what this thing is. I, I don't think that it's real. I don't think the Angels have enough, honestly. Like, I don't think the Angels have enough to get this done. Um, well, that's just my opinion. I, I do think they have enough. I, I do. But, like I said, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. You know, looking but at do it. They have but with the roster they have and the amount of money that they've spent already to say that a Luis Castillo trade makes them done for the offseason. Because you go get Castillo right now, you're going to go give him a, a monster, monster deal. He's going to get five at 125 minimum. And is that, is that going to, are you going to be able to say, we are good enough with this team right now with no shortstop. You're probably giving up one of your outfield prospects, so Adele or Marsh. So you're going to have to go get another outfielder. Are you good enough with saying that this roster plus Luis Castillo minus 
probably Adele or Marsh, most likely Jeremiah Jackson, who is not in the fold right now, um, Reed Detmers, and maybe Sam Bachman, and then another piece. Like, is that are the Angels that close where that deal gets them a, a World Series? No, absolutely not. I don't think it is. However, if you, I don't think that was I don't I don't think no, the Angels are not that close yet. I think that they are no. I that's 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 where I got to stand on that. No, I don't think they are anywhere near close to winning a World Series that they need to go out and trade for Luis Castillo unless the right deal comes along because like you said, it is a it is Bachman, it's Detmers, it's Adele, it's it's the house. It really is. Now, are the Angels trying to win now is the question. That's Is that the question you're asking me? Uh, yes. Yes, they are trying to win now. That's that's the thing about it, though. You know, like, and I would be frown. I, I, I don't like this trade unless it, it falls into their lap because I am, like everybody knows, I'm a big advocate for for the farm system, you know? The big thing for me was with the, with the Syndergaard trade was or with the Syndergaard um, signing was the Angels lost a draft pick, you know? The Angels lost a, uh, they lost a second rounder. They lost $500,000 in international signing money, you know? Like, that's that's a lot for me if on a one-year deal. And, and you don't know if you're going to get Luis Castillo back. So, yes, I'm in agreement with you. I, I don't think the Angels are close enough to make this this trade yet, and I don't, I don't want them to make this trade. <laughs> I think it's interesting, but I, I think they need to go a different direction. Than, than this and that's that's for sure and I know we have a lot of rumors to discuss here in the next couple minutes but but yeah you know I, I'm with you on that one so we mentioned it before we'll say it again we've talked about Robbie Ray enough the there is somewhat of rumors that Robbie Ray may is visiting uh, the Angels at some point they're having a meeting are there cars in the parking lot I don't know if that's the meaning behind it you know but or or what that means but it's um yeah Robbie Ray is going to visit the Angels and that that could be the next big piece you know I, and it worries me it does when it comes down to it but I'm um the Angels need pitching so I I you, you have to applaud them at least trying to go out and get as much pitching as possible and and again we saw it today with the Michael Lorenzen thing so I, I don't think you have anything more you you do you have anything more that you want to say about Robbie Ray cuz I think we've we've pretty much unpacked the whole Robbie Ray saga correct yeah, they just said that it's not close. I think that this deal with Robbie Ray gets done after the lockout. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Disney's enticing to him. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, I, I know he's got kids, and I don't know who who said something about it, but it it, it, it was pretty recent when it was like a. Uh, you know, like the biggest reason why we're coming to to Angels, to the Angels, is because of my kids. It might have been Aaron Loop for all for all I know. I don't really remember. So, let's get on to a little bit more news. Kevin Gosman goes to the Blue Jays. I think he got five years for 110 million dollars. Just initial reactions to that, Nate. We don't need to really go into depth about that. I'm glad the Angels didn't sign him. I, I, that worries me. The one year thing. You know, he was a reliever in in Atlanta. He was not good in Baltimore the the Giants turned him around and made him good. That's a lot of money for somebody who's been good for one year and and I was talking to one of the friends one of the friends of our show here Steven Risotto and he was saying kind of the same thing as as us. Like, you know, it's not a bad thing that Gosman walked from San Francisco. 
So I don't know if you have, you're in agreement there with us on that one, but yeah, you know. Yeah, very good for Kevin Gosman. <laughs> very, very happy for him. He's going to make $22 million. Um, I, if I were him, I wouldn't have gone to, to, a, to a division and a team where hitting is such a prominent thing. You're going to the AL East where everyone hits – even Baltimore scores runs, and Baltimore's a last-place team. So he's not going to have an easy night ever. Um, he's been there, didn't really succeed in Baltimore. So, I don't know, hopefully hopefully he's fixed. But, yeah, that's a lot of money for a guy who one and a half years of being really good. Yeah, you know, like we mentioned, it's it's tough for that. So final thing here, Nate, before we get going, the Texas Rangers. Oh, man, dude. What a day for them on Sunday, huh? Simeon. Simeon, John Gray, Cole Calhoun. I mean, no, Cole Calhoun's not huge, but, I mean, you can get three players in a day like that. I know they spent a lot of money on on Simeon, and the years are going to be interesting, and uh, that worries me with Simeon, but, ah, man, did they just become contenders in the AL West? No, I think they're still another pitcher away. Um... At, at least one starting pitcher, and then they, they probably would like to get a couple relievers. I don't think they necessarily need a closer because they, they had some guys Barlow through the ball pretty well for them. Um, and then I believe they get uh, Lecrae back and, and guys like that. So I, I would like to see them go out and get another starting pitcher to, to help with that rotation, maybe make John Gray the two with Dunning and Spencer Howard, um, and then A.J. Alexi. That, that's a pretty good one through five if they can go get a Marcus Stroman or a, or a Robbie Ray. And if I'm a free agent pitcher, I want to go. I want to go pitch in Texas. It's not the old Texas where it's ball in the air, ball gone. Like the ball, it does not fly there, especially when the uh, the roof is closed. So that's one thing where if you're looking at wanting to put up some good numbers and you know put some things in your contract that say, if I'm an all-star, if I'm a Cy Young candidate, like Texas is the place to go. Just look at Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn went from being a very average pitcher to like one of the most hot commodities in baseball from a pitcher standpoint. And yeah, so I think they need to go get one more arm and one more and two or three relievers, but they're close. Absolutely. It's, the AL West is clo- the door is closing quickly, and the Angels are are behind that door. That's that's for sure. And it'll it's it's tough to watch it watch it happen. The Angels need to make some moves here real quick. So, Nate, we'll wrap this one up today. Uh, any final thoughts before we get going? Yeah, I, I think the shortstop wouldn't be the worst move in the world right now, knowing that they missed out on a couple key arms. I'm assuming they're they're going to miss out on Max Scherzer. I could be wrong, but as of right now, it looks like they're going to miss out on him. Um, so making sure that the Astros don't get another shortstop and making them get younger, I think would be a huge, huge, huge thing for the Angels trying to compete for the AOS. It looks like Oakland's trying to rebuild. If they can block Houston from getting someone, and it looks like the Twins re-signed Byron Buxton, so the uh, – the center fielder that they were hoping to trade for is not likely to happen. Um, it, it could be their their window could be pretty much closed, and it could be a Rangers Mariners Angels fight for the division if the Angels do this thing correctly. 
Absolutely. I, it'll be really interesting to see. I think the Angels can definitely jump in there and become favorites in the West. So, yeah, uh, guys, schedule here for this week. If something happens, we will get a podcast out on Tuesday or Thursday. Um, next podcast, though, if nothing happens for the Angels, will be Wednesday for us here at Talking Halos, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can follow us on social media on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34. If you want to join us for Talking Fans, shoot us a message wherever you are listening to it. And guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.